Sometimes it takes balls to be a woman Standing up to a test While wearing a party dress Elizabeth Cook is a stalwart Nashville country artist. She released a pivotal album 15 years ago called Balls. She's re-releasing the album on vinyl with new artwork and putting it back into print. In the time since she's released the album, she's become a regular at the Ryman, hosts her own show on Sirius XM Radio, and has been releasing albums and touring the world. She also became a voice representing women in country music and the Americana scene. I had a chance to chat with her about her album and everything she's been up to. I hope you dig it. Well, it's the 15-year anniversary of um, the album Balls, and uh, you're re-releasing it. And I was just kind of interested in why you decided to uh, go ahead and uh, re-release this. Well, um, a few reasons. It was out of print. It had been out of print. And this uh, seemed like a good time to bring it back and kind of just an excuse to celebrate... um, personally for me like my artistic journey i guess that was a uh, um kind of my first big girl indie artist outing so uh it's a big and i feel like i've come a long way since so it was cool to look back gotcha yeah you know it's, it's interesting listening to it um uh, with with that the span of time uh, between when it was released and now and um i was just listening to it this this last week and thinking about how it's kind of prototypical for a lot of things that are happening in the americana scene uh right now so many women are making headway like amanda shires and margo price and lily hyatt and um i don't know this this album seems almost like a template for kind of what was coming in that scene i thought that was interesting well yeah i like to think that um i certainly you know part of the what's remarkable about it to me personally is in that moment in Nashville and there was no real infrastructure for any sort of indie um, art type art or records in, in our world, in our like musical style and country or Americana or whatever you want to call it. There, there was just wasn't um, a lot of infrastructure in the industry to support something like that. And that is certainly certainly changed and and i'm glad to glad to see it and i'm glad that i had the support that i did at that time which came mostly from 30 tigers starting out uh, with a new company at that time and and then artists like nancy griffith and rodney crowell that were close to me and cheering me on in every way yeah yeah it, it's it's kind of cool what um over the, the course of those years what 30 tigers has become uh so many incredible artists are releasing music through and it seems to be a a, a, a kind of a great voice in, in that scene yeah when it was funny when i first met them i had you know all my major label record deals had gone my publishing deals were over i was waiting tables um in nashville i had a few big festivals on the books and kind of stole some demos um, from the publishing company and made a little rogue CD so that I had something to sell when I went to these festivals because like my Warner Brothers album, they would charge me $9.25 a unit for a clean album of my own album to turn around and sell. So it's just like out of reach. So I kind of made this little by hook and crook album and I wanted to put it out and I I went to the Grand Ole Opry, my friends at the Grand Ole Opry and I was 
sort of updating them on what was going on with me in a meeting one day out of really fear that they would stop booking me if they thought that all my other deals were going away. And it was in that meeting that Pete Fisher, the general manager of the Opry at the time, told me about David Macias and a couple of men that had come in and talked to him about starting an indie distribution company for basically disenfranchised uh, artists like myself um, from Music Row. So he told me about him, and I went and met with David Macias as he was interviewing a, a receptionist, someone to answer the phones for 30 Tigers. Um, so that's how early on uh, I started working with them. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, you know, the, the album's kind of named after the, the song, Sometimes It Takes Balls to Be a Woman. And um, uh, that that song coming out in that time period, 2007, um, it, it just, I don't know, I look back on what, what was happening to the Dixie Chicks uh, for just saying one little thing and uh, the backlash they got in country music. And that was only a few years before this. And um, I just have to say, like, it, it really takes balls to release an album named Balls with that song on it in that time period. And I know you got some, some push back from it but um i did I, i'm just kind of interested in that time period for you like how, how that how that worked out for you and and how much flack you got for that whole thing yeah i mean i remember being on tour with rodney crowell and you know as it was all coming together and the artwork and all those things and it comes like well what are you going to call the album and it was there was sort of nothing else to call it it's like if you're going to put a song like that out you know, my my way would be to lean completely in. I'm not going to record it and, and put it out and then soft shoe around it. So <laughs> the hardest in the paint that I could go with it was just to call the album Balls. And um, so that's what I did. And I wanted to make sure it was written in pretty pink, feminine, you know, like all the packaging and everything is very soft and feminine and arty um, to kind of help make that point but yeah i mean oh it was a non-starter really like looking back we did go for country radio we um were systematically shut down um and then th we did receive however quite a bit of support from cmt cmt played the video to death um which was kind of surprising but they were the one place that did allow it and i'm not sure who's responsible for that there at the time of leslie fram is there now but um they uh they really they really went for it and uh so that was helpful but for the most part yeah i mean they it wasn't like a outright rejection it was an absolute like dismissal like we're not even going to have begin to have this conversation with you hmm. oh, that's crazy yeah, it's amazing with some of the types of other things that get released, um, especially in that in that world of music and um, the the response. You know, obviously, w women get that response quite a bit. Yeah, I remember there being a country song by Mel out at that time, being something like "My Baby Likes to," and he rhymed it with "truck," and but but wouldn't say like the and he was like getting away with basically implying the F word, but I couldn't say the word balls as a metaphor for female courage, you know, and that was, that was frustrating and mainly not because, oh, I thought that, um, you know, this was smart or this was so good. It was because people responded to the song, country people responded to the song. And we knew that if it was exposed to Pete and people got to hear it, that it would be received well. Um, and that it would excite people, but they were not in the market for anything like that. 
yeah that makes sense well uh, another song on the album that that um is really touching to me um i'm, I'm kind of a, a self-professed mama's boy myself but um uh, mama's prayers um is just such a, a touching song and i was wondering if you could talk about that one a, a little bit yeah i can um my mother was a hillbilly singer from charleston west virginia she was a, a like a loretta lynn prototype um i mean that in every as literally as i can she was really really talented and um way better than i'll ever be and she was not able to pursue her career she had five children in appalachia um, was a single mom of those children because their father kept running off and um so she just didn't get to pursue it uh she lived somewhat vicariously through me later in life and it was mother's day and i had gone out to the farm to spend with her but i didn't have anything to give her for Mother's Day and knowing that my other siblings were going to be coming through with petunia baskets and all the Mother's Day type things. So I stayed up late that night and I decided I would write her a song. So I wrote that song and I printed it out on cardstock paper and I put it in a picture frame that I found found like an old like prom photo or something in the closet and and frame and I pulled that photo out and turned the paper up and put it in and I just set it on the kitchen counter because I knew she'd be up way before me and see it and um, and she did so it was a Mother's Day gift to my mom and then after they passed on and we sold the farm um, that framed lyric hangs in my office now so that's the story behind that one that's fantastic I love that so um, I'm, I'm kind of interested in um, touring and, and playing shows now since, since you're re-releasing this are you um, uh, playing some of these songs um, in, in your sets when you play live I am. I'm doing a lot of opening slots right now, so my set isn't super long, so it's a little hard to get to everything, but I definitely am touching base on some of these songs. I'm out with Robert Earl Keane and Blackberry Smoke, and um, so, uh, yeah, and it's, it's a lot of fun, fun for me to go back now and have, have as much material as I do to pull from. Yeah, absolutely. Are you guys coming out to uh, to the West Coast at all? don't think so um we're in texas right now and then we are heading um we're starting in florida and heading up the basically up the eastern seaboard absolutely for sure well you also host a, a show for um sirius xm and uh, a radio show and um i, I was kind of interested on how long that's been going on and um and and how that kind of got started well it's funny you ask because it relates to the balls album um it's been going on for 15 years and it um it came about because I was actually on a press tour for the album. So when you put out a record, one of the pit stops you would make at that time was to go to Sirius XM and do uh, an interview for Outlaw Country. And so I did that, and it was on that interview that Jeremy Tepper asked me, the programming director asked me if I wanted to have a radio show on Outlaw Country. and. I told him I didn't, and he said, well, give me a little audition, you know, just in just in case you change your mind, and we've got one in a can, so I just said some stuff between two songs he pulled up, and he, he, uh, they wanted me to do it, and so I started doing Thursdays and Fridays, and then that went from Monday to Friday, started Monday to Fridays pretty quickly, and now that's been 15 years ago, and I just started seven days a week um, back in January. Oh, wow. How, yeah. How, do you do that remote when you're on the road? How does that work? Mm-hmm. Yep. I have I have um, some just a laptop and a microphone and a 
a, a set of headphones, and that's all that it takes. That and internet, um, of course. The you know, it's they have a very sophisticated programming system and tracking software and, and all those things. So it's all set up. I have dedicated laptop for it and uh, yeah we just uh, throw it up and throw it up and go every day that's super cool yeah i love live radio it's 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 just radio in general it's it's, in some ways it feels antiquated but um but i still love it and uh, i love hosting my radio show oh nice that's good times. Oh, and I wanted to say too, um, I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but um, Sally J um, from Cafe Rooster um, uh, mentioned you uh, last night. She was broke down on the side of the road listening to your show and you played one of her songs from Number One Knife. And uh, I just thought that was like, just kind of hilarious. She was listening to it, kind of laughing and crying at the same time. So, Somebody, yes, I did get, yes. Wade Sapp sent me a screenshot of that post this morning. Um, so I did, I did see that and I was so, I was so glad because she's, she's really great. Her and Brian are both special and I think they're so talented. So I'm always interested in what they're doing musically as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're fun people. So, um, what, uh, future projects do you got going on? You're touring with Robert O'Keen right now, but, um, are you going to be touring most of the year? You got new albums coming up. What, uh, what, what's in the works for you? Oh, well, it's, there's a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm going to tour through July, and then I've been making a film, a movie, and uh, the movie is about me, and it started out as a documentary, and now it's a hybrid documentary fiction film. It's called Bad on Paper, and we are about halfway through shooting, so in August, I will start back filming on that movie, and then I just have a few spotty dates for the rest of the year, Outlaw Country Cruise, and I'm going to rest and spend some time with my family and I've got about three albums to make um so there's I'll be getting organized for those one of which is the soundtrack for the film and um so there's there's lots to do lots going on lots to do fantastic staying busy I like that and if people want to uh, find out uh, uh, more about you online uh, catch up with all your projects and all that what, what's the best place to look for you online Probably the, I mean, honestly, like the play-by-play is it happens that goes down on Instagram at Elizabeth Cook for Sheriff. Um, also, Facebook and Twitter, of course, updates regularly. Um, the uh, the more classic space, of course, my website elizabeth-cook.com, and it has all my tour dates and uh, the store and and those things. And I have a lot of fun on Instagram. I you know post kind of tour shenanigans and such on the on the story but uh but those places is where folks can find me all right cool well i appreciate you chatting with me about the album it's it's still amazing 15 years later and um i yeah, i'm just a big fan of your work so so thanks for all that you do thank you will i appreciate you thanks so much thanks for listening and make sure to check out that album while you're at it like and subscribe to my show leave a comment and give me a follow on facebook and instagram it really does help until next time everybody Have a good one.